for Bubba. So thank you for thank you for what an awesome message. What an awesome message. Um, but I want to talk to you a little bit about LTN, um, especially because if we have people who are here who are gamers who've never maybe been to the places that we're talking about you going to, yeah. right? Um, because I had never been to those places either. I sent my wife some pictures, and she said, I'd go to Africa with you 12 times before I would go to Columbus to go to that. Um, because uh, I, I genuinely, um, like, a, a, it, it, is, it is genuinely, in many ways, a lost group of people to the church. Like, people to, to the church that just literally do not know exist are the people that LTN steps into their life. Talk to me just a little bit about how the the because i have a feeling that relational ministry has been something that's probably been true of you when you worked here um and it was it's true of you throughout your life but tell me transitioning from working in the church to stepping in to this mission field that literally i mean it's its own culture as much as any other culture on the planet is as far as i'm concerned how has some of that relational ministry stuff really just changed for you because it, it has to have in some ways in the in the gaming culture yeah, it's it's really interesting. I mean, there there are there's a lot of it that's completely 100% transferable. Most of it, I'd say like 90% of it is transferable. Uh, but the thing that is different is like if if somebody's like, "Hey, you want to go get coffee?" I was like, "Yeah, I mean, that's that's easy. I'm even if I don't drink coffee and go and sit down with you." But if somebody says, "Hey, uh, let's hop into a, a a game of Call of Duty." I may not have that game installed. Like I may have to go out of my way to spend uh, what is it like? Three hundred and fifty thousand gigs these days since all Call of Duty. You know, like I, I may have to move things and delete stuff, or I may just not want to play that game at all. And so, where the barrier of entry is a lot lower in IRL stuff. Even if somebody's like, "Hey, I want to play a game with you. Let's let's play a game." I have no problem sitting down and letting somebody teach me a game. Like that's the easiest thing that I can do. Even if it's not taught properly. That's like all we do at conventions is teach people how to play games wrong. Yeah. And so, yep. Amen. Yeah, like Amen. anybody, could, it doesn't matter. They're going to forget anyway. And so, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's the interesting part. Like I was talking about, like adapting it's, you can take all these things and you can transfer them, but if you're not willing to even step out into that space, then it doesn't matter. And so I don't know that it's like wildly different and 90% the same. And then that 10% is just a wiggle margin. You know, it's just, where are you going to be in that moment? Are you going to be too tired at 11 p.m. now at a convention when you've walked 13 miles? Matt, looking at you over there. Yeah, Amanda's shaking her head in the back. Um, we need to take our watches off. Like, when we're walking around conventions, they're like, have you been kidnapped? <laughs> like, uh, we need to alert the authorities. They smoke, yeah. They yeah, burning up. yeah, absolutely. But no, not, not a lot different. And, and so I think that that's... That's more encouraging. I wish I had, oh, like, here's the, here's the sauce. Here's the secret part. Like, but it's, it's just relational ministry. And it's the freedom that I've actually had in those spaces where uh, Mike said this earlier. He's like, don't wait for permission. What a, silly, what a silly thing we've gotten into these days, waiting for somebody to tell us, yes, you can now go and minister to people. It's like, I've, nobody asked you <laughs> if I could do that. Like, my God, the creator of the universe, has called me to do this thing. Just because you don't get it doesn't mean I can't do it. Yeah. 
in so many ways inside church world, right, we're into relational ministry as long as it's where I'm comfortable and you're uncomfortable. And in many ways, what LTN has done is saying, we're going to do relational ministry where you're comfortable and I'm out of my comfort zone, um, which was definitely my experience and what was freaking awesome at the same time. I'm going to, I'm going to fish for a story because we didn't, we didn't get one. So I know that um, you guys, this isn't like, hey, we saw you this one time at this convention and then we never saw you again. You have a lot of repeat conversations, right? Repeat people that you're ministering to. And I, I want to speak to both that and to influence. So the story I'm thinking about is the young woman who uh, I'm, I'm sure that you're aware of, I'm talking about kind of in a creative space. Talk about that relationship and um, and really what that has become more recently, if you're able to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we've already, you know, uh, cracked the first egg on, you know, using the LGBTQ, you know, kind of language around here. And so that's, that's good because that's a lot of people that we deal with on a daily basis. People that are not just um, in the fringe spaces of n- neurodivergence or whatever, but we, we as the church have done a really good job of creating spaces for, for fringe people. Um, and I say this a lot. You can only push so many people out to the edge before the fringe is in the middle. Um, and so, like, that's where we find ourselves right now is, like, this number, this of how many nerds there are. We talked about that and how many people are playing games. But what we found is uh, over the course of about seven and a half years, we poured into uh, one of our friends. Um, and it was really good because we met her. <laughs> we went shopping at her board game store. That's what it was. Um, and she, she had a board game store that was connected to a bookstore that she was renting with a friend and all sorts of good stuff. And we were there for, we were part of a, a previous organization called Game Church. And some of you are familiar with, with Game Church. Still around, still a great organization. Go check them out. And we went there um, as a part of uh, the Academy West is what it was. East? Had it been East? Had it been East because it was on the East Coast. Thanks, Matt. I'm from Texas. I don't need no geography. And so, like, I just get by. And so we were out there uh, in New Jersey, and we went in there, talked to her before the conference started and all sorts of stuff, saw that she had the best, most wonderful curated board game collection I'd almost still to this point have ever seen, and sat down, bought a couple of games, played some stuff, and then went to the convention and decided as leadership, uh, we need to bring our entire conference back to this spot. It couldn't hold it. It couldn't hold all the people that we had. We did it anyway, right? Like we're trying to make a statement. We're in there playing a game called Captain Sonar. How many of you guys play Captain Sonar? You just yell at each other the whole time. You're going to lose your voice by the end of it. It's fantastic. And so we're sitting down, playing with her, playing with her wife, and having a really great time. And we told everybody before we got there, hey, this is our mission. This is what we're doing. Because she knows everything she needs to know about the church. Thanks to media. Thanks to other people in her life, later on we learned more about that story. She knew everything she needed to know about Jesus and the church. And I said, our job, and this is what we do right now at LTN, is to change the preconceived notions that nerds have with the church and that church has with nerds. That's, that's what we do. That's how we do things. And so we went in there, and I said, guys, just empty your bank accounts. You're going to want to do it anyway. This is the most loving thing that we could do. And we wiped her out, completely wiped out her store. She had to shut down. Um, for a week to get restocked and then we started to see her at conventions and she would come up to us and then she would tell Matt and I hey let's get dinner together while we're at this convention she would text us we have her phone number um, not just you know friends and acquaintances online like we we text each other and up until 
like right now. Like we could text her right now and be like, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? We're going to be at PAX. Are you going to be there? And that's the kind of relationship that we built over and over and over again. And because of pouring into her, she does, she's, she's not a Christian. She's just not. She doesn't love Jesus in the ways that I do. And what we found is because of people like, like her and her story, there are people out there that have a better reason for being out of church than you do for being in it. Again, remember, 10 years on, one year off, in that gap year, these are some of the things that you'll learn when you have conversations with people. We're at church a lot because we have to be, because the doors are open. There are some people that are there because they are looking for something, and there are some people that will, would rather, how do you put it? Would rather go to hell than go to church. They'd rather go to hell. They really would. Then go to church because of how bad the church has hurt them. And so when we step into those spaces and those moments and say, first and foremost, I'm sorry. Not you're wrong. Not That's not really what happens. That's not what church is like. We're not gaslighting anybody. It's not my fault, but it is my problem. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me show you at least what it could be like. Because of all those moments over seven years that we've been pouring into that relationship, she is now like promoting other Christians in the space to be hired in the industry. And her company is the one that came to us and said, hey, we're so glad that you did this uh, because if, if you hadn't poured into her like this, uh, she never could have worked here. Not because we only hire Christians, but because we are Christians and she never would have fit within the culture of what we do here because she couldn't get past certain things. But we did the hard work, created the proximity, stayed around, and poured into her time and time again and just said, that sucks. We're sorry. We love you. And she knew Jesus loved her. We told her that over and over and over again. Hey, can we pray for you? What's going on? Wow, that sucks. Can we pray for you? And so because of that, we have a genuine relationship. And she, that, I mean, we left a legacy because she is already starting to advocate for people who she was completely and adamantly against seven years ago in the industry. What I love about that, that story specifically really emphasizes these four things that you're talking about, right? Had the common interest, went to board game shop, loved the board game shop, right? Went to proximity. We came in your shop. We wiped you out of games. We're going to continue to be in proximity with you by being at the same places that you're going to be. What was the fourth one? The, the third one, rather? You gained influence. Uh, in, well, that was you skipped one. influence. I skipped influence? Yeah, you skipped influence. And then you leave a legacy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so the third one was influence. But, I mean, that's where you are right now, right? Currently, like, yeah, right now. Right now, yeah. that relationship is at the gain influence. And not only that, but it's benefiting others in the gain influence. And, and that's really where I wanted to... I wanted to just pause for a moment because a lot of times in this space, especially when it comes to content creation, it is about like, how do I grow my influence? It, and what I have loved about LTN is you've said, well, how did Jesus grow influence? He washed people's feet. He washed people's feet. He served people first. He built relationships. And that in, in the end resulted in influence and obviously in legacy. And uh, so I, I don't want, you're not going to go through all this. I just know a little bit of it. So it's not bragging if I, if I prompt it. Um, just talk to me about some of the influence of LTN in the industry, because it's truly remarkable to me to log on and watch totally secular board game reviews with, that are seeing hundreds or thousands and thousands of views wearing LTN shirts <laughs> of people who are self-proclaimed, well, I'm not a Wiccan, but I'm certainly not a Christian, and, and they have an LTN shirt on live doing their reviews, or to see some of the other stuff. So just talk a little bit about some of the ways that God has taken LTN, and then because of this process, and because you've just been submissive to the ways of Jesus, have also then moved that into influence. 
Yeah, so it's it's all about just being ready and willing. Um, that's 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 all that it is. Uh, I answer quite a few cold calls every now and again, and so people at game shows and they're always looking for people to push their product. And so one of the things that we did was we decided that we were going to step into that. That was going to be our mission field. Where when we were with Game Church, we had a booth, and we would have the booth inside, not outside. That's important. And we would tell people, hey, Jesus loves you, and here's a gamer Bible, here's a button, sticker, pin, and a lanyard. Uh, and then we would just invite them toward our community, and that was, that was it. And we hoped that the community picked everything up. When we did LTN, we decided that we wanted to be way more relational and intentional in that moment. And so in doing that, it allowed us to say, hey, what would happen if we didn't have a booth and we worked in a booth? What would it be like if we didn't, again, just say, hey, come to our space, but we went to your space and we did the thing that you want us to do? And then we were just the most competent and passionate booth staff that you'd ever had in your entire life. And for a long time, we just offered that for, for free to anybody that would take it. Hey, I'll bring just you know five to eight of the most competent and passionate people you've ever seen playing your game, and we won't proselytize in your booth. We won't do any of that stuff. We won't even wear our shirts if you don't want us to, because at the end of the day, it ain't about the shirt. <laughs> it's just really not. Um, if you want us to just be there and give a good experience, then we'll do that, because our ministry to you in that moment is to make sure that if you're not the top dog, that your boss knows you only work with the best and the brightest. And if those best and the brightest are Christians, bonus. Bonus for everybody. You're welcome. That's from all. That's my Christmas gift to everybody, right? Is that if you ever walk into somebody uh, in, the, in the board game industry and you're wearing a Love That Nerd shirt, you already have three steps forward. Already. I've seen that. One of our guys actually got an interview, period, just because he was LTN. And so we do a lot of that heavy legwork ahead of time by just being in the space, loving people well, and we get to work with some of the most secular companies on the planet to the, to the tune of they just say, we only want to work with you. You guys ever heard of Funko? Little pop figures? Okay. They're, uh, they're like the largest uh, distributor of board games in the U.S. They, they put out hundreds of games a year. A lot of them are licensed, but... They are like one of the number one players in the tabletop space, and they only want to work with Love Thy Nerd. And the person who runs all of that for, that for the convention side, we do not share hardly any values at all. I'll just leave it at that. We don't share hardly any values. But he is my friend, and I love him well, and I enjoy the time that I'm there, and he loves having us there. And in a moment of leaving legacy, I get to then hand that off to Luke. And now Luke is creating those relationships with those people that's moving stuff forward and bringing new people in. So that when anybody says, I'm a Christian, there are now more people in the world, and specifically the tabletop industry, because that's where we spend most of our time, that are softer and it's more fertile ground ready to be tilled. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go to questions here in, in, in just a moment. So you have one, go ahead and raise your hand. Matt's going to bring a microphone around. But I'll just say I have firsthand experience with that. Firsthand experience. If you're here and you're like, I've seen what LTN's done online. I've listened to maybe watch a YouTube video, this or that. Then you've scratched only the very bare minimum surface. You walk into one of these cons with an LTN shirt on. And it's not just people who are like, oh, you're with LTN. It's board game developers. It's designers. It's CEOs. It's They're like, Oh, hey, you're with LTN, and like, the, because they just know you're gonna help. Like, yeah. they just know that because LTN's just been there serving people and helping people. 
And they haven't been like, hey, we'll help you as long as we can pray with each person we teach a game to. They're like, no, no. Like, we worked with GameFound. And they're just like, GameFound's like, yeah, would you guys just please come back next year and teach our games again? Because it's literally impossible without your team. And that was just because LTN had done the work for years of building relationships, of being in proximity, of finding affinity. And that has been turned into, not by you guys trying to leverage it, just by the nature of how things work and how God has ordained human beings and made them, right, is turned into influence. Yeah, and one, really, at really one cool. of the conventions, hey, I'm Matt. Hey, Matt. <laughs> at one of the conventions. You guys remember uh, from Ratatouille. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you remember me from, yeah, Ratatouille, Shrek 2, whatever. Um, <laughs> because we were in these people's lives, um, going and doing extra things, going to their houses, being a part of their live streams, like at one convention, I was called over to a table of LGBTQ plus community, oh. like, like, Definitely, like, they would see a Christian and say, no, thank you, please get away from me. But because I had built this relationship, I was called over to them, and one of the women said, hey, if this is Matt, and if you see anyone wearing a Love Thy Nerd shirt, they are safe. You can go to them, you can find them, and they will help you if you need help. They will love you if you need to be loved. And I was like, whew. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no pressure, yeah, like, right? I, like, I, yeah, I, well. You all want to play a game? Like, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like it honestly like it just it still blows my mind like just how we're just there, we're just with the people, we're, we're the aerials like we want to be like where the people are. Cool uh, questions. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. the question. Got, yeah, yes got or no? Uh, you got a yeah, question. Maybe. That's my best friend, by the way. Let's give it up for Matt. <laughs> I don't know if I'm his best friend, but he's my best friend. <laughs> so. Um, one of the questions that I had as I was listening to your talk, which your four points are just excellent. Um, sometimes when you're working in um, nerdy spheres, you can encounter people who are either elitist or have been the black sheep for so long that they're not convinced that because you Google searched five keywords and asked questions. Because, I mean, now for a lot of people that I work with, like in my student ministry, just that I know, like, oh, are you into Fortnite or oh, you like Minecraft or My Hero or whatever? That's enough. But for some, it's not. And so, do you guys have like a formula for working with people that have been ostracized so much that they just are kind of jaded or or kind of like elitist? Like, oh, you haven't watched all one thousand episodes of One Piece? Well, I can't be friends with you. You know, <laughs> like, do y'all have a formula for that, or is it kind of a hey? Not fertile ground right now. We'll talk when you're ready. I don't. Curious your thoughts. Yeah, I, the formula is just time. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the same way that you know water creates things like the Grand Canyon. You know, and so all things over time, given the right amount of time and you know the enough persistence, uh, it'll it'll carve a pathway. And so it it's not just on me. Like if I get to the point where I understand, like, hey, this person really does not want me around anymore. I need to be able to shake the dust and walk away. I have to. That's the most loving thing that I can do in that moment rather than just stand there and annoy that person so that I ruin it for the next Christian that comes behind me, right? And so the formula, I wish it was more formulaic than that, right? But we tell people this all the time. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. If you don't know anything about my hero, I'll use Magic the Gathering example because this is what we talk about all the time. If you come in and you're like, oh, I got a bed sheet that's got a black lotus on it, they will eat you alive. <laughs> Absolutely alive. How many manas do you have? You're dead. You're done. <laughs> Game over, dude. 
And so we tell people, stay in your lane. And the only time we want you at a convention to veer outside of that lane is when you're a curious learner. When you come in humble, that you're not God's gift to that space. You come in and go, hey, I actually don't know anything about magic. Can you teach me how to, how to play this game? Something magical happens when you create a power shift in that dynamic. You flip the dichotomy a little bit, and you let somebody teach you something. They love it. Absolutely love it. And if you don't believe me, just try it. Like, seriously, in anything, just walk up to somebody with true humility and say, hey, I don't, I don't really know how to do this. Luckily for almost everybody we meet at a convention, I forget how to play magic every time we go to a convention. <laughs> so I get to practice that. Uh, but I need that free deck, so i gotta got to play again. Oh, so if you do that with an MTG player, just be prepared that you also won't understand anything for the next hour. Just, no. You will just lose. Be, you will for sure lose. Just from personal experience. One of it, Dude, but, Matt's, Matt's got a friend. Uh, well, I, he's my friend, too, but Matt lives closer. And so uh, we've got a friend that he just, he just beats you in turn two, and he doesn't even play any cards. He's like, I win. I'm like, I believe you. I don't know what to do in this moment. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Let, let's take two more questions because yeah. we have breakouts coming up, and we want to flip two. Hey, I'm sure you've heard of Double Exposure working in the uh, Envoque. Yeah, okay. So can you con take a moment to contrast what you're doing with the secular version with Double Exposure um, and kind of tell me how you're maintaining the funds for the travel and stuff like that? Oh, man. That's an that's a interesting question. Good question. Um, yeah, so Double Exposure, for those of you that don't know, Double Exposure hires out booth staff um, for conventions and other things. Other nerd culture events is what we call them. Because every single booth needs people to sell their stuff and, you know, uh, hawk their wares and stuff. Um, and so the thing that we do that Double Exposure doesn't is that we have mission. And so when I tell you that we're going to bring the most passionate and, like, experienced people, like, that's what I mean. Mark can tell you. Like, we were like, hey, here's a list. Game Founders were ridiculous. And they sent us a laundry list of like the most hard, crunchy games that I'd ever seen in my life that were not even out yet. They're not even out yet. There weren't even rules for them. <laughs> no. Like literally, they're like, hey, here's the rules on like sheets of paper that they printed out. And what we did was we said, okay, you're going to learn this one. You're going to do this one. You're going to do that one. And we had somebody who at least knew somewhat how to play all those games and if didn't know knew how to go get the answer and so that's not something that i've seen personally out of a service like double exposure my experience with double exposure is that we have had to cover for double exposure I'm a part of it. yeah i'm so sorry yeah uh, you're not like ahead of it are you or? Hey, come hang out with us. We'd love to have you. Um, and so, like, the, the thing of it is, is, like, literally, that first Gen Con that we went to where we, we hung out with Funko Games, we only gave them a couple of people. And then they had some people bail on them because that person wants to go experience the convention or, you know, they want to go hang out with their friends or they just don't want to do it anymore or they legitim legitimately get sick. We are on mission to do that. And so we, we wouldn't leave Nicaragua in the middle of a mission trip. And so we don't do that. And we will step in, cover shifts. I have all of our missionaries. This was a fun thing to enact. I have all of our missionaries do one full day at a convention. So you have half shifts the whole time. Yeah, I saw your head go to the side. <laughs> yeah, because it's not easy. But I say, hey, I want you to remember that you're not just hanging out at a convention. You are on mission, and we're here to do the thing that God has called us to do, which is to love people as fiercely as we possibly can. And so they do a full shift at a booth. 
eight hours. Okay, and then after that, we go into the gaming space, play games with people until 4 a.m., get up, do the whole thing over again. And so the way that we do that financially is that we are actually starting to now partner with these booths. We did it for free forever, and now they came to us. This is the craziest thing in the world. This is just not how business is supposed to operate. <laughs> they came to us and they said, how do we pay you to do this? Like, why, would you do, why would you do that? Why would you pay me? I want to give it to you. Why would you pay me to do that? And it came to a point, industry-wise, that they had to. They had to. God made a way for us to make that a sustainable way to do ministry. And I'm, I'm not preaching health and wealth or anything like that. I fought against it. I really did. But God made a way for us to make that sustainable. So Luke can tell you. He can break it down for you. Every single one of our trips is sustainable, self-sustaining. I would just add one more thing. One thing that you do that maybe another organization doesn't is when we are not on shift, we're out building a relationship with developers. And just in Origins alone, we went out and found developers that looked tired and beat up and needed help. And we just said, hey, maybe LTN could come and serve in your booth. I remember talking to Gray Fox, and they were like, listen, man, we don't have the budget for it. We're not going to be able to afford it. I said, no, 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 no. We'll like, we will... Like, LTN will actually come and serve for free. Can I get you connected with Luke, who can chat with you about what that might look like for the next conference? And uh, when people are just being hired to come and fill in spots and they're not on mission and they're not spending their downtime instead of buying board games, they're connecting with developers to build relationships so that LTN can go and serve. That doesn't happen, which enables, for us at least, it enabled, like, really, really cool connections and relationships during the time that we were there. That yep. was really I, I will also mention that you said it's self-sustainable, and it is, but... With our missionaries, we do have a, a small fee, and the more people that come on the trip, the lower that fee goes. So, like, we're trying to keep it as like as low as possible. So, we want as many of you and, and others to come with us. Yeah, I think our lowest trip, Luke, was what like three fifty. And that's you can't go to Gen yeah, Con for three hundred and fifty dollars. No, you can't. That's like housing. That's like breakfast. That's housing, like, breakfast, lodging, the whole like nine yards. Shirts, lanyards. Oh uh, yeah. yeah well, and, like, you transportation. Talk to you later. To Got him. Yeah. yeah.